when my type three was like three years old, I just remember at bedtime, I just felt like I was putting on like football pads and a helmet and being like, hey, we're going at it because I got to be like, <laughs> Welcome to the Child Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co-host, Ann Tuttle-Brown. Type 2 mothers are amazing. They have a beautiful gift of being sensitive, gentle, and just so patient with their children. Of course, you have your moments like any others that you just bring to your experience a natural gift of helping create a calm and a stability based on your natural movement. And of course, that's happening if you're living it. And so these three areas are all opportunities where you can check yourself and see if you're out of balance, you're not living true to yourself, and you can make some corrections because there's side effects to each of these three things you might be doing that will not play out favorably in behalf of your children. And of course, that's what you want. Our intention in sharing these with you is to help you bring to light, bring to awareness what you may be falling pray to without your knowledge so you can make the correction. We can only make change when we have awareness. And awareness is a beautiful gift so that other choices can be made. And this is your space. You're a type two mom. Do you, uh, do you relate to these three that we've chosen today? I do. Definitely. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I'm going to let you start because <laughs> this, right. is, this is your show, Anne. I'm going <laughs> to support you today because truly I can be as an... Uh, as an observer, I truly understand this, but you're living it, and mm-hmm. I know our audience would love to hear your perspective on each of these. So I'll support so, okay. you taking the lead here. <laughs> so just as a review, type 2 movement is a soft, subtle, fluid, flowing energy. It's very consistent. It's methodical and gift for details. So with that, we like to have you know our plan, a big picture, moving forward, connecting the future, present, so, and past. Yeah, life think of it as seeing flow. all these steps laid out. Like this step leads to this step mm-hmm. leads to this step leads. So it's yeah. knowing these details of the, the details, create, gathering those details are each of the steps. Right. So you know where you're going. The tendency is sometimes as a type 2 mom, you have trouble adapting to change. And this can be hard, especially for your type 1 or type 3 children. And so you need to ask yourself, what plans do I need to change and which can I stay on course with? And this can be just like as you see your life ebb and flow, like you can get a better feel of like which areas am I okay to let go of and which do we need to stick with. Where have you seen that in your life? Oh, I see it more on a day-to-day basis of like my type 3 daughter wanting to jump into something and I'm in like kitchen mode, dinner mode, and I'm already doing something and I'm like, I can't just, I just can't, it's not in me to disconnect like that and engage and insert somewhere else so I've learned the phrases to use with her I you know I have to stop and like give her my attention because if I'm just like okay whatever I'll get to we'll do it later we'll do it later like she's just going to keep moving ahead because she's not I'm not being direct with her so if I turn and I say I see you're wanting to do this you're charging ahead we need to stop because I I just explained my process to her and I just tell her when I will come to it And then there are other moments where I'm doing something, maybe it's laundry or other house things, or I'm on my computer and my kids are asking for my attention, asking me to be with them. At that moment, I need to disconnect, be like, I'm done with that, even though there were a couple more things I wanted to keep moving forward. I didn't close the chapter on that project yet, but that can wait, stopping, disconnecting, and then engaging in that way. So it's just that 
that balance of knowing like where are my priorities and moving and knowing that you have a challenge just in the moment let's whoop up and do this Mm -hmm. uh you've got to like your two examples are really great because it's you are communicating to your child in the moment that that's just not a favorable decision for the whole family you're informing her staying true to your plan and then seeing other times where it'd be best to alter the plan. So you're working consciously with this tendency rather than it causing you stress or just being so firm you never will change plans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always the way it's going to be. <laughs> and the gift for details and planning is great. Like when my husband and I go out of town, I have a very detailed schedule for our babysitters and I've covered it all and I'm thinking about it weeks in advance. I'm thinking already it's January and I'm thinking about preschool in the fall for my two-year-old you know it's just how my brain works is like looking forward and thinking mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. adding those steps and so don't let that get in your way though because you can overdo that yeah. too especially for little ones I mean they're changing and they're they're waking up in the middle of the well, night yeah, or there's whatever, gonna you know? be, like there's, there's a lot gonna of opportunities be changes change. and shifts every day of your life yes. as a mother so the second uh tendency that can become an issue with your parenting practices which will then play out as a negative to your children is what you have a very soft subtle nature and very sensitive quality those are all gifts but they can start to become challenges when you feel like you um, either have to counteract that and get loud to be heard or you just don't know how to be direct and your kids are walking all over you we get a lot of questions from type 2 moms where like how do I deal with this and we find that this in this scenario, they're just not being direct enough. And so it's not like, okay, you have to just be louder and you have to, you know, be scarier. Like that's definitely not the answer. What you need to do is be more direct. Yeah, and sometimes rather that's than subtle. Hard. Yeah, and that's can be a challenge for type twos because we have that gift for being soft and subtle and assuming the best in someone or not wanting, you know, treading lightly. Mm-hmm. Like, but that doesn't serve well when you need to be direct and paint the picture firm. and firm. So you're trying to coerce the child, like, you know, get them to, with more subtle effort when, as you're saying with some children, you've got to override that and say, mm-hmm. you don't have to get loud. You can keep your volume true to yourself, but there's a firm, clear, direct communication. That's something that, I've had to learn that, I mean, yeah. when I, when my type three was like three years old, I just remember at bedtime, I just felt like I was putting on like football pads and a helmet and being like hey we're going at it because I got to be like (laughs) like I'm in this game and I'm serious and I mean business and like we're gonna move fast and like and it was just like afterwards exhausting to a degree you know because I was like because that's not totally natural for me so it's just finding that balance but then not doing overs you have a story about what your mom would try and do as a type two mom yeah we would uh shit we all had very strong household of Type 3 dad, two type 3 children, type 4 child. and A lot then, of high movement. Well, just in its uh, being very independent, Yeah, I would say. She had very independent children. I have another brother that's a type 2. And interestingly, he w- I would even agree that he's always been the closest to my mother. <laughs> so, And he likes to pride himself on that fact. And I'm like, I get it, you know. You, you naturally you would be because yeah. you have that same... Type two, secondary one makeup, mm-hmm. but um, she would just get frustrated that we weren't be- responding to her requests, and most likely her requests were not clearly stated. Say they were subtle, you know, they were cues to us. They were, 
these subtle suggestions. She wasn't standing up front. Everybody, listen. No, this is yeah. what we're doing. No, well, no, 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 yeah, you, know. you don't even have to get into that tone or that volume. It's not about your getting more aggressive. It's clear, direct communication. So it's nothing to do with being more aggressive in your style. In fact, if you don't do it in the right away, you'll get aggressive because your frustration will compel you. So that's what would happen to my mother. She'd get frustrated. And now she's trying to get more aggressive. Like, oh, maybe if I'm more aggressive, mm-hmm. they're going to pay attention. Her manner of coming forward and being aggressive was getting a wooden spoon. And I can remember her running around the house <laughs> after us telling, we're going to get the wooden spoon if we didn't mind her. So see, don't default. To, don't think to be heard, I have to be aggressive. No, you're learning clarity. Direct. Don't say, try to do this. Say, do this right now. With Stop a- what you're doing. Look them in the eye. We have another podcast. We shared the story of when we were in the car together and I saw you interacting yeah, with your daughter. Yeah, that was this tendency playing out. Yes, and this tendency of you were trying to get her, you know, trying to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you're just well, in these subtle ways you were trying mm-hmm. to get her to change, you know, stop what she was doing. Type and I was like, in our detailed nature, we can be drawn out and long. yeah, it was going on forever. So and you I'm gotta like, gotta learn to like shorten your words, be direct, clear with yeah, very I, clear expectations. Of I what's told you, going you should have stopped the car yeah. and gotten taken her out and got that's a real clear message. And I guess in that way, sometimes <laughs> it does feel like, oh, that's aggressive. But I think it's like, where is it coming from? Is it coming from, I want to be direct and clear with you, or you know, and get there first before you get to like, I'm mad now and I'm angry. And- yeah. No, use a, use clear communication that's easily understood, easily understood. That's always been in any relationship with a type two that I've experienced. It's this, they have to work on being, what do you, you know, tell me just what you want rather than kind of beating around the bush here. Mm-hmm. And And I think you need to take time as a mom to decide what, like, where do you stand on things? What do you want? What are your expectations? Become clear on those. So like outside of the moment. Yeah. So that in the moment you're able to be very clear with your children. I had an interaction this week on the Child Whisper Facebook group. It was a mother of an adult daughter said that she was having challenges with her type four son. And she, what could she suggest to her? And I wrote in the comment thread, best suggestion, gift her a copy of the Child Whisper book so she's empowered to know how to best support her own children. She wrote back, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. No, you don't need to try and, yeah, you know. Sometimes, well, like, and that kind of leads to our next tendency we're going to talk about is like, yeah, you're, you're thinking long, drawn out. or the, the next tendency is we have a sensitive nature as type twos and you can worry about things. We're really good at worrying. You've given us that that gold medal of worrying, right? Well, I actually have a post on the dressingyourtruth.com site on how concern turns to worry. Mm-hmm. And your sensitive nature creates an ability to be concerned and considerate of others as a very, you know, that's a quality all human beings are um, able to practice. But in yours, it's a quality where it has an emotional experience with it and that turns into worry so and we have this misunderstanding that if you worry about something it means it's really important to you that you really care about it you don't want to go from concern to worry worry is just fretting worrying and 
I've, I've observed this in type, the type twos in my life and in my study of type two people that when you're worrying, you're trying to settle that down. So you'll draw a lot of your own conclusions and your own assumptions without, again, the communication piece being in place. And so what are you worrying about in your children's lives that you've not even really talked to them about? And as a function of this, this was something that played out in my childhood, and I've decided it's how I've become so psychic as a healer in my (laughs) life is I had to read my mother because she wouldn't talk about. But you could see her emotions. Oh, for sure. You emote. You're the emote. You know, this is the emotional human being. You experience the world through your emotional filter. You can't not. You will always have that as a part of your makeup. And so how so, do you make it a gift rather than a challenge? Well, again, notice your tendency to go into that worry phase. And if you're not checking in, talking, working it out, working in a partnership with your spouse, it'll go too far because it's an internal process. See, It's like your thoughts and your feelings are kicked up now. And most likely a lot of... well. What's an example you have of where you were worrying about something that you found out, I really didn't need to worry about that because once I kind of checked in, I saw that, hey, I'm making more, I'm, I'm making something matter more than it really needs to. I experienced it recently when my two-year-old was ill and it kind of triggered any time like something would happen, like even a little sniffle or um, a slight fever. It was like, oh no, what's going on? What did I do? What should I do? And just would trigger this whole train of thinking. And the interesting thing is I know when I'm in my worry because I'm more in my head. Mm-hmm. And as a type two, we play better from our hearts. And Concern is experienced from your heart. Mm-hmm. Worry is experienced in your mind. And it's something that I've practiced. I've been able to, okay, what is my intuition saying? What is my, what am I feeling in my heart? everything's going to be okay. Okay, then I'm going to trust that and I'm going to let these thoughts just kind of float on through and I'm not going to pay them much attention. And so I've practiced this over and over and over again and kind of put it to the test and seen the results that like when I trust my heart and tune in with that, that's going to be right. And then getting out of my head and connecting those Mm -hmm. thoughts into a more grounded space or otherwise I'll just spiral. Also, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned, talking it out with someone mm-hmm. else to get that reassurance or even journaling mm-hmm. has yeah, been you, supportive. But if you keep this pattern of like that worry, it's going to get heightened and heightened. Mm-hmm. We've chatted with a type two mom who would will text her kids 10 minutes later, doesn't get a response. And she's texting the other kids, where are they? And she's totally gone somewhere of like, they are, you know, have been kidnapped and like, they just weren't by their phone. How far can we go with that? And I think that's a coming from a space of always l- responding to those fears where you got to stop and sit back and check in with yourself. We actually have a video of that conversation with that type 2 mom when I helped her see that. The service that is to her children, though, the the burden on them to have to now... I thought I... Yeah, I, I started subconsciously playing the role of having to take care of my mother's feelings so mm-hmm. she wouldn't go there. I think the and gift we can get that. out of this, though, is that... Um, type 2s, you do have that natural concern and that, that care that when it, it can promote you to reach out with a loving hand and be that shoulder, you know, to lean on. And so, but you just got to find that balance that it's not triggering you into that, that fearful, worrisome state all the time. Yeah, children are not served by a mother who's in states of worry. Mm-hmm. They're not They're And they, they don't see you as a confident adult. 
that does not present his confidence. It presents his uh, fear. And annoying. <laughs> yeah, it can get annoying and it can get really, ch- you know, challenging to have to constantly read your mother's emotional well, state. This is the mom go, that we had chatted with. Her? her kids were, you know, graduating and you're like, you don't want to be that mother-in-law. That's yeah, like, sure. oh my gosh, your mom's always checking in with you and like can't get, yeah. you know, it's like you want to be that healthy supportive mom that's yeah, there like, for to help them move through their emotions this is something that you can teach your kids too because this is something all humans no matter mm-hmm. what type you are you're dealing with the like you know how do you trust your your sense and your feelings yeah. versus like where are your thoughts going like learn this and teach it to your children this could be another i want to just touch on this other where that goes too briefly and this could actually be another series on how certain tendencies turn into health challenges for parents because you had a whole series of um, UTIs during that period. And it's like the energy was festering in that part of your body. This worry turns into everyone has a tendency to have emotional energy affect in a disruptive way your state of health to create imbalances when you're not managing your emotion or you're carrying a lot of repressed emotion. That's how I a ton of support for you at the Carol Tuttle Healing Center to clean that up. Anne's situation is very typical of where type twos have just a greater potential for that because they run more emotion in their day-to-day experience that when it goes off, when it's out of balance, it presents in the body more often than any other type. And that's a big red flag for you when you're dealing with a physical symptom and going, what's going on for me emotionally that I'm not managing well? Because I'm paying a price now here too. I know you've had some ahas and insights and some ideas of what you can do to create these tendencies to be gifts rather than challenges. So your parenting practice this week is to choose one of these three tendencies that jumped out to you and make a plan to move forward and create that to be a gift rather than a challenge and be a great support to your children as a type 2 mom. Yeah, all this is is taking tendencies that turn into dysfunctions to bring them back into being gifts. Use them as an asset in your parenting experience rather than creating a problem with it that has an effect on your children. And so you're not trying, you know, keep being you but do it in a way where you're consciously managing you. So there's balance and you're using these tendencies to your greatest good in your families. Thanks for listening. For more support, go to thechildwhisper.com where you can purchase the book, subscribe to our weekly parenting practice email, and find a transcription and audio of the Child Whisper podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for leaving a review. If you have a parenting question, please send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. 